Judges chapter number two, starting at verse number seven. The Bible says, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servants of the Lord died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath Heres and the mounts of Ephraim on the north side of the hill Gaash. Verse number 10 says, And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them. But this generation didn't know the Lord. This generation did not know the works which the Lord had done for them. And so the children of Israel, because they did not know him, neither the works that he had done, they did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods of the gods of the people that were, somebody say, round about them. And bowed themselves unto them. And because of this, it provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal, a god, a false god, and Ashtoreth, a false goddess. I want to preach just for a moment on a simple subject, which is be mean about it. Somebody say, be mean about it. Be mean about it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit that we already feel in this house. Lord, this is your church. We are your people. Lord, these are your sheep. I am your vessel. Use me, O oh God. And I pray, O oh Lord, that you may help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. And I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. If you're ready to receive the word, clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. The people of Israel have finally entered and taken control of the land promised to their ancestors. The book of Judges continues the story of this conquest, which began, if you go back and read in the book of Joshua, when the conquest began, that's when it all started. But God's strength, he strengthened the Israelites, and it's by his strength the Israelites had conquered many enemies and overcame many difficulties, but their work was not yet finished. One reason Canaan was so difficult to conquer was that each city had to be defeated individually. There was no single king who could surrender the entire country, so some tribes were more successful than others. Under Joshua, they all began strong, but soon most were sidetracked by fear, weariness, lack of discipline, or pursuit 
of their own interests. As a result, their faith began to fade away, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. The unholy but attractive lifestyle of the Canaanites provoked more dangerous than their military might. The Israelites gave in to the pressure and compromised their faith. Let me help someone understand this simple principle today that Canaan's greatest threat to Israel was not its military. An entire wall, if we can remember, that was more than 25 feet high and more than 20 feet thick fell down flat with just a simple march and a shout. Canaan's biggest threat to Israel was its religion. Israel served the king of kings and the lord of lords and the Canaanite religion was a me first anything goes society. And Israel and Canaan could not coexist for that reason. If we were to look up the word in the dictionary, if we were to look up the word mean in the dictionary, you'll see several different definitions. One of them says that to be mean is to be offensive, to be selfish, or to be unaccommodating. That's the definition most of us think of when we hear the word mean. But if you think more about it, that is not even the most common use of the word mean itself. The other definition of the word mean is to have an intended purpose. In this instance, the word mean has to do with intent. We'll say, I didn't mean that. We'll say things like, I meant that as a compliment. Or we'll say things like, what I meant to say was. This is how we use the word most often. And for the purpose of this message, that is what being mean is all about. It is being intentional. It's time for you and I today to start being mean about what we stand for, about what we believe. We ought to be mean about it. Being mean about the faith is being intentional about the faith. It's purposefully protecting the faith over time. Being mean about the faith is living it out daily in our lives. When you are mean about what you believe, you will protect it at all costs. You will not allow anyone of or anything derail you from the faith. Listen, if you and I are not intentional about our faith, if we are not intentional about our vision, we will lose it. Everyone starts out with a vision, but few finish with one. The Lord gave the people of Israel a promise with clear vision. The promised land of Canaan was theirs to possess. Not some of it, but all of it. The Bible says in the book of Numbers, chapter number 13, starting at verse number 30. And Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it but the men that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature 
And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So now if we go back to the book of Judges, chapter number one, starting at verse number 20. The Bible says here that, and they gave Hebron unto Caleb, as Moses said. Now listen to what Caleb did here. The Bible says, and he, Caleb and his people, expelled. Or expelled means to take possession or to devour or to bring to ruin. It says they expelled thence the three sons of Anak. Remember Anak, the giants that put fear in the previous generation. Caleb was not going to allow a repeat of the past. So he removed the thing that could cause a repeat of the past. But if we continue to read, the 12 tribes of Israel did not follow suit. For the Bible says in the very next verse, in verse number 21, and the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem until this day. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shean. And her towns and it continues to go on with even more people and her towns. But the Canaanites would dwell in that land. The Bible says and it continues to go on and it came to pass when Israel was strong that they put the Canaanites to tribute. Now listen to this now. They were strong. They didn't drive them out but they put them to work and did not utterly drive them out. It goes on to say, neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwell in Gezer. But the Canaanites dwell in Gezer among them. Neither did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron. But the Canaanites dwelt among them and became tributaries, or in other words, taskmasters. Verse number 31, it continues on and says, neither did Asher. Uh Uh-oh, Asher. We may want to talk about this. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Echor. And it goes on to say many more inhabitants that Asher did not drive out. But in verse number 32, it says the Asherites. You got, you got some Asherites? Okay, all right, good. That would have been a different conversation. But the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites the inhabitants of the land for why for they did not drive them out so in chapter number two verse number one the bible says and an angel of the lord came up from gilgal to botcham and said i made you to go up out of egypt and have brought you into the land which i swear unto your fathers and i said i will never break my covenant with you and you shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land so they were instructed not to join with anyone else around them so they were instructed to drive them out yet we see verse after verse tribe after tribe that they did not drive them out the scripture says 
starting at verse number two, and ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. And then he asks a question. Why have you done this? So I've come to ask the church of the living God that same question. Why are you allowing yourself to be surrounded by people and things in your home that we should be driving out? I have a word for somebody in this church. I don't know who it's for, but God pricked my heart this week and instructed me here and said this word is for somebody because somebody is surrounding themselves with friends and with things in your home that you should be removing but you're saying oh it's okay and I want to help somebody here today because that's where the children of Israel failed they were to conquer the land and the land was supposed to be all of theirs and they did right as long as they had a leader around but I want to ask somebody a question when your pastor's not around who are you around when your pastor's not looking over your shoulder what are you listening to I'm rattling some feathers already when pastor's not knocking on your front door what are we allowing into our house because the scripture clearly says that tribe after tribe did not drive out what they were supposed to remove but they said oh it's okay but yet we find a clear example of Caleb that knew what happened to him before and what kept him out of the promise he made a determined effort to say what kept me out before is not going to keep me out again so therefore we find where Caleb drove out the sons of Anak and said the very thing that kept us back will not keep me back anymore and too many of us are allowing situations and things in our life uh, and more importantly people in our life to surround us that's holding us back or even taking us back to a place where we should not be oh can I just make this plain tonight I'm gonna get out your way here in a moment but I'm telling you some of you are so caught up in social media and liking people on Facebook and in Instagram and all kind of social media you're so caught up in that world when you should be driving it out but it's got you so caught up to where you become depressed based on what somebody else is telling you that lives miles away from where you are but you're caught up in social media nonsense. We're arguing on social media over nonsense. And we're allowing things to affect our walk. All because you're refusing to drive it out. 
And we wonder why we are struggling with so many things in our life spiritually. We wonder why there's no growth or there's no elevation. We wonder why we're being hindered. And it seems like every time I try to take a step forward, I'm being pulled five steps back. It's because you're surrounded by the wrong things. So when parents, your children ask you, well, what's wrong with this person? And why can't I go spinning out over this house? And why can't I do this? And why can't I do that? Oh, see, that's not too bad. It's okay if we hang out. No, this person's okay. They believe in God, right? They're a Christian. Why can't I hang out with this person? See, that's what happened with the tribes of Israel. That's what happened when a generation rose up. I said, well, it's okay. It's okay if we do this. It's okay if we go there. And they end up doing something that God specifically told them, do not make a league. Don't attach yourself to something that you should be driving away. And so that's why, children of God, it is important that we become mean. (laughs) yeah it's amazing how we can become so mean about things but then when it comes to the things of God all of a sudden we want to get soft oh we quick oh I've I've heard some of you talk out there in our lobby oh yes oh y'all can get real mean y'all can y'all can speak your mind when you want to I've heard some of you snap back real quick But when it comes to the things of God, all of a sudden, ah, well. No, don't bless them unless you, are you blessing me? Yeah, bless, okay, bless me. Bless me. Yeah, we we need help. Uh That's that's what we need. We, we, We need some help. Oh, yes, we do. We need some realization because we are living in a day where we're going to have to get mean about things. Now I want you to to remember something that this word mean means intentional. We need to be intentional about the things that we do. I'm not talking about going around having an attitude with people, but I'm talking about being intentional about the things we do. Because we are facing things in this day that we didn't even have to talk about in times past. Times past when we talked about being separate from the world, we didn't have to get so specific about things. Now you got to be specific because now our children are being raised in school systems where is it okay for boys to be with boys? Is it okay for girls to be with girls? They said they were born that way. I just don't understand. Is it okay for me to have friends that think like that and that do these things and that watch these things? Is this okay? Where are the generation? Where are the Caleb's? Where are the people that's going to stand for righteousness? Where is the church that's going to stand for separation from the world? Where are the parents that are not afraid to look at a child in the eye and say, we don't live like this? Where is the church that's not afraid, neither ashamed to separate themselves? Yeah. 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 
Uh-huh. Because otherwise, we'll join with them. If you don't drive it out, you'll start hanging out. You'll start hanging out and then it becomes attached to you. And now all of a sudden you're serving other gods. And now you're living a lifestyle that you thought, how did I get here? <laughs> I know I was having fun with you earlier, Asher. You didn't know, did you know your name was in the Bible? You knew that? Well, praise God. I was having fun with you earlier. But Asher and any other young person, you've got to have a determination and you've got to be so mean. You've got to be so intentional where you don't need mommy to tell you this isn't right. You don't, you don't need a daddy around to tell you you shouldn't be doing that. But you ought to be able to stand up right in your high school, right in your middle school and say, I'm not going down that way. I'm not doing those things. You can't dare me to do that. And drive it away. I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but some of us need to have a spirit of Caleb when we go back to our house and remove every single thing that is hindering us from drawing closer to Jesus Christ. We ought to dig deep. We ought to search low. We ought to look high and say, Lord, if you're not pleased, give me the mindset to drive it away. I know that we are children of the king. I know that this, what type of church this is and what we stand for and what we believe in. But that doesn't mean we don't receive messages that remind us we're getting too close to the world. Too close to the world. We're tiptoeing around things that we should not be tiptoeing around. Somebody needs to speak up in the household. Hallelujah. And if you got a man in your house uh, that's not willing to stand up, then honey, uh, as the wife, say something. Uh, somebody say something. Uh, I don't care who needs to say something because I would rather say something now than regret it later. That's why it's important to be intentional. Be intentional. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Amen. Were y'all reading the scriptures like I was reading the scriptures? Caleb did the right thing. And it was the last verse that shows the right example. Benjamin didn't drive him out. Manasseh didn't drive him out. It, it continues to name every single one. And it says, didn't drive him out. And then they had the nerve, even when they were strong and should have drove him out, they made him workers. 
I want you to think about that. Because even when you're at your strongest, are you at your smartest? Oh, did did you hear me? Because even when you're at your strongest, I'm talking about, how you doing, sister? Oh, I'm great, pastor. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Well, you go ahead on then. Uh Uh-huh. You at your strongest, you're feeling good about yourself, but are you using wisdom? Because, see, it's when you're at your strongest when you can make the mistakes. Because you think you can overcome because you're strong. Even Jesus Christ himself said, I can do nothing of myself. So if Jesus can say that he's nothing, ah, glory be to God. If Jesus Christ himself said, I can do nothing of myself, who do we think we are? We need the Holy Ghost. We need power. We need wisdom. So, I want to ask this church the question. Why have we done this? Why have we allowed ourselves to join with things, people, and organizations we shouldn't be joining with? Why? Didn't the Lord ask that same question? He said, I, 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 gave, I gave you a promise that I wasn't going to take away from you. It was yours. It was yours from the beginning. What, what, why did you do this? What was the purpose behind this? Some of us need to be asking that question right now. I'm trying to get a hold of somebody's heart here today. I'm telling you, why? Have you done this? What's the purpose? Why are you you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you going to places that you're going? Why why are you hanging around these group of people knowing what their intent is? Knowing what they're talking about. You know the things they're talking about. So why are you even indulging in that? Why do you think that's funny? Why are you laughing at that? Who are you trying to impress? Why all of a sudden when you get all alone all by yourself, you become a different person? What, what, what's, what's going on? Why are you doing this? And I'm telling you, if we don't be careful, church, we become no different than what we're reading here in the Bible. Don't think for one second that we can just be omitted and that God will just excuse us and not do what he did here in the Bible. That's why God had to raise up judges that I wish I could preach this thing how I really know how to preach this thing. But I'm telling you right now, that's why God had to raise up judges. Because instead of removing them out, because God could have drove all of them out. But if you read the book of Judges, you will find out that God allowed them to stay just to prove a point to them, to show them that I'm God. Well, I wish I could preach this thing how I feel. You preach it, Yes, you are. I'm telling you, church, 
I may not have all my strength, but I'm telling you what I know. And as the pastor of this church, I've got to preach what God has given me. And I'm telling somebody, you better be careful. You better be careful. You better be careful. You're hanging around the wrong people. You're doing the wrong things. You're going the wrong places. You better be careful. Don't think this message is not for you. Don't think you better, you better not look to your neighbor and say, uh-huh, yeah, he preaching to you. No, you better look within yourself and say, God, get a hold of my heart. God, work on me. God, help me. I've got to drive the enemy out. God, I'm behind you. He's got to go. He's got to go. And we've got to be mean about it. We got to be mean about it. You got to be intentional. You have to excuse me. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. What happened over this weekend happened. God gave me this message at least five days ago. At least five days ago, he gave me this word to preach. And I had no idea what was going to take place over this weekend. No idea what was going to take place in me receive a phone call. Mm -mm -mm. Me having to pick up the phone to talk to a mother about a situation. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to make that type of phone call to a mother about her son. But then I begin to think about the word that God has given me. And I begin to say, oh, my Lord. Oh, God. Lord, who is this for in this church? Who is this for? Who am I talking to online? Who's listening right now? Who needs to drive out the ways of the world? Who needs to step away from the things of this world? Because one of these days, all of us are going to go by the grave. And I don't know about you, but I want to be ready. Everything in this world is not worth it. I want to be ready. Whatever we're dabbing into, we need to jump out of it and get our life right. Somebody say, be mean. Be mean about it. So every time you clap, do it with intention. Every time you shout, do it with intention. Every time you stump, you better stump on the devil's head. I wish I had a witness in the house. I mean to do it with intention. With intention. With intention. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, come on, be mean about it. Be mean about it. Be mean about it. Be mean about it. Oh, come on, somebody. You want to fight right now. This is fighting time. It's time to fight. It's time to fight. I don't know what you're waiting on but I'm done preaching now it's your time to respond it's your time to respond it's your time to respond
let me tell you something. Come here, Brother Brandon. Come on, Buster. Come here. See, I'm reminded of a story in Genesis chapter number 32 when Jacob was wrestling with an angel, with a messenger of God, and the angel was trying to get away. Come on, try to get away from me. You didn't know I was that strong, did you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let this skinny self fool you now. I got some. I got some okay, that's, that's enough, brother. That's enough. My Lord, you know I'm tired up here. Ah, but Jacob would not let that messenger go. He said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm telling somebody right now, you ought not to let God go. You ought to wrestle until you know I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Come on, Jacob got mean about it. Somebody needs to step out from your role. Come down to this altar and be mean. And be mean. And be mean. And be mean. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you shouldn't have to need a song. You shouldn't need a beat. But this is about a personal relationship. This is about a personal relationship. In the name of Jesus. <laughs>